Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I need your love. I, 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 I need your love. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's. I love you. I love you. I really want to kiss you right now. You know. Happy Valentine's Day. Love me, love me. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't you love that? Oh, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. Fun and romantic day it is. Can I can I give y'all an update on my well, let me just say my new career as a sexy nurse full time. <laughs> let me just let you know what the last 24 hours have brought me. So um I was downstairs where I where we work, you know, where I've got my whole recording studio set up, and um I heard a big loud crash upstairs, and I thought my husband had fallen. Because you know, he's not allowed to walk and Sometimes he gets ambitious on his little scooter and tries to carry things. Um, so I go running up the stairs, and I was wearing socks and no shoes. I go running up the stairs to see what the crash was, and the floor was slippery, and I took the wildest header you have ever seen. Oh, no. Oh, no. S- smashing one of my fingers, and I, I mean... I jacked my neck up so badly I can't turn my head to the left or to the right. So that's that's kind of an issue. And then, um, not too long after that, I reached for the doorknob of the closet to put something away, and somehow a splinter embedded itself all the way under my fingernail right to the cuticle, you know, like they do to POWs mm. and old war movies Mm. and I can't bring myself I I don't even know what to do I've decided kind of like I've decided that this year I'm just going to go ahead and go to prison because I can't (laughs) understand my taxes I have also decided to go ahead and lose part of or maybe my entire left hand to gangrene because I don't even know where to begin to get this splinter out I I can't it's still in like you betcha it's still in. You bet mm. it's still in because it's it's embedded so deep that I've ah. confessed to everything. I've given up all the secret sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I told them everything. It's so deep that I can't I can't get to it. And I've decided that um I'm right-handed, so that if I if I lose this uh, finger or hand, it, you know, I'll, I'll be able to go on. It has been just the craziest. And so I, I, I like, I've got an ice pack strapped to my head. Um, 
I can't even look at my left finger because it gives me the willies. You know how when you, sometimes you get a boo-boo and you look at it and you go, your whole body goes, Ooh. you know that oh, yeah. feeling? I've got that yeah. feeling. So um, I go to sit down at the kitchen island. Now I've got an ice pack strapped around my neck and I've got two of my shack uh, icy hot patches on and I'm, I'm trying to get my doctor on the line because I'm like, I'm going to need a book learning uh, doctor experience now. I cannot treat this at home. <laughs> so I'm trying to like call my doctor and I put, I'm sitting on the bar stool at the island and I put my foot down on the floor. Gosh, that didn't feel like it's not supposed to. So I'm kind of like, kind of like, it's like a scene from a bad uh, comedy movie where like I, I'm all like unable to pivot and move my body. Yeah, so I yeah. slide back, I slide back on the chair and I crank myself around like I'm doing the robot, right? And I bend down <laughs> and I look and you know why the floor didn't feel right? That's because Charles had just barfed a lake. Oh, oh Duke no. Of scarf and barf. Yeah, one of the cats. Uh, so I can't... Uh, ca- Kevin is powerless to help me with any of this. So now I go get the paper towels and the floor cleaner. And I want you, I can't even describe what it was like getting down to be able to clean it up. I'm, I'm like wiping, I'm holding my left hand up in the air with my head unable to turn and I'm swatting at it. Right. And Kev's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. And I'm saying things like that are dirty, filthy lies. Like, it's no problem. I love taking care of y'all. Just lying, lying, lying. So I got, So I guess I got the sexy nurse costume to take care of Kevin is out at least. For I, I can't couple, get it buttoned. A couple of days. I can't get it buttoned because I can't turn my head. So right. I finally get in to see Dr. Tim and, you know, it's not okay yet, but it's going to be okay. And happy Valentine's Day. The amount of romance and seduction that's going on in this house is zero. <laughs> For anyone else that's out there that will not be celebrating, zero. Oh it's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is talk back time a little bit early on Valentine's Day. You can call us at 844-52-SHERI, or if you have the free Bob and Sherry app, you can tap the little microphone at the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Hey, Bob, Sherry, Max, Lamar, Doc, and the whole gang that helps keep me driving all day, every day. This is Dylan from Kansas City, and I'm calling kind of more about your podcast talking about Valentine's Day, and I'm going to tell every guy out there how to win Valentine's Day. Are y'all ready? So what Uh you're going to do, you're going to take a piece of paper, plain white paper, and you're going to make a list. And you're going to write at the top of that list 10 reasons why I love you. You're going to make a list of 10 reasons why you love your woman. And then under that list, you're going to put a whole bag of the candy reasons, the candy, uh, chocolate-covered caramel candies, and you stick a note to that and say, here's a whole bag of reasons you should keep loving me. And that's how you're going to win Valentine's Day, gentlemen and ladies. Y'all don't settle for nothing less. And Bob and Sherry, y'all keep making me laugh and keeping me going, keeping me pounding the pavement every single day. I love y'all. Wow. That was really a... Love lessons. Very good idea. Love lessons. Yeah. 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 It's a good idea. That's a romantic guy. He's from Kansas City. All he's thinking about is yeah. love, not the Super Bowl win. You know? <laughs> that was good advice, though. I mean, if you were it scrambling, was. 
And if you were scrambling because you're like, oh, crap, it's Valentine's Day. I haven't done anything. Don't just show up with some random heart-shaped box. You do what he said, and it looks like you planned it, right? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very good. I I think he was, was he a truck driver? That's Yeah, uh, that was my guess. That was my guess. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you very much. You know, uh, they celebrate uh, Valentine's Day in uh, England also. And I didn't realize that. I thought it was kind of just an American thing. Would you like to hear some of the top um, little sweet names people have for each other in England and see if there are any that uh, we don't use Oh, that you want to steal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Number 20 is Beloved. I don't think we use that much. Bubba, which I'm kind of surprised that Bubba traveled across the ocean. Cupcake. Pumpkin. Bay, Beauty, Sunshine, Bubs. This is my favorite. Old man. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, old man. Precious, Sunshine, Hot Stuff. You have to have a certain type of woman to be called Sweet Cheeks. Hey, Sweet Cheeks. Sugar, Honey Bunny. Number five is princess, then it's lover. I I associate Honey Bunny with the movie Pulp Fiction in the worst way. Yeah. Like oh, you say yeah. Honey Bunny, and I'm yeah. in the diner with Tim Roth and Travolta oh, and Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, lover is number four. Handsome is number three. Hello, handsome. Number, that, you know, that's not something that you'd use all day long, though, I don't think. You just at a certain time, a woman might say that. Number two is Baby, which I think is, out of all of these so far, uh, the one that's probably used in our country the most. And number one is My Love. Which ones, if any, or others do you use? Um, My Love, I use that one. Um, Honey Bunny sometimes, just because it makes me laugh. I was expecting, since you said these were British, a lot more of, you know, crumpet and that sort of thing. These These sound very kind of universal didn't you think yeah they are i use darling i thought darling would be on that too doesn't that sound no, kind of british hello you know what why are you oh, saying darling i just use baby i use baby for everything yeah but a british person would say darling i'm with you there yeah thank you yeah that's yeah. probably true i mean I, if i if if i'm at a i don't know a party and i'm talking to mary i wouldn't say well, darling, as far as I know, we're going to be picked up on time for our ride home. I wouldn't say my it mom there. will call I, me. My mom will say "darling" sometimes when she's talking to me, but I've never had a man uh, really? refer to me that way. Yeah, mm. uh, there's one more. One more mark against me. Let me make a note in the book. Yeah, that's good. Say that over and over again to yourself. Just keep saying that over and over again. That's a very healthy thing to do. Morons in the News is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Here we go! It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With Morons in the News. What the cops say at the end of this moron in the news story kind of sums up really what you should pay attention to if you've been drinking. Deputies say a captain with the Polk County Fire Rescue called the sheriff's office shortly before 920 in the evening because an airboat 
had fallen off a trailer being towed by a dark Ford F-150. The captain said the boat was blocking a road. According to the sheriff's office, when the boat's owner, Jonathan Whitesides, who's 43 years old, and another man returned to the scene to retrieve the boat, Whitesides began yelling at the other man, criticizing uh, how he was attaching the boat to a trailer. A deputy at the scene told him to calm down. And that's when, according to the police, Whitesides became irate with the deputy. Whitesides took an aggressive stance toward the deputy, charged in his direction, pushed his chest out with his fists balled up, and started yelling in the deputy's face with his fists balled up, ignoring the deputy's commands. Mr. Whiteside's eyes were bloodshot and watery, his speech was slurred, and he had balance issues. Two breath samples showed that Mr. Whiteside's uh, appeared to be four times the legal limit. Quote, I'm not sure, this is from the deputy, I'm not sure how he was walking, let alone driving. And here is the line. He made some very poor decisions that night. You know, that kind of sums up a lot of people and morons <laughs> in the news. You, you made a, a few bad decisions during the night. And then here we are, right? And Who's here we perfect? are. Yeah. Lamar? I got a 32-year-old San Jose man who's been arrested on suspicion of making and selling illegal narcotics out of his donut shop in the city. The suspect, Luis Carrillo Mañeda, is accused of running the drug operation out of Yum Yum Donuts. Authorities executed search warrants at the suspect's home and his place of business, and they recovered various illegal narcotics, narcotics manufacturing parts, cash, and an unregistered firearm. Illegal narcotics that were made and sold are known as 2C or 2C, pink cocaine, Pantera Rose, or Pink Panther. It's a new synthetic drug that is made from a mixture of ketamine, MDMA, MDMA, and methamphetamine, cocaine, and opioids, police said. Doctors at Valley Medical Center said they've not seen any patients coming in from overdosing on the new drug, but added it is a dangerous mixture. Let's be honest. Meth, cocaine, opioids, they're really bad. But fried dough rolled in sugar filled with pastry cream and whipped cream covered in chocolate with sprinkles is not exactly health food. And I have been known to overdose on hot now Krispy Kremes every once in a while. So be careful out there. Be careful. And today's moron of the day is 45-year-old Julie Martellucci of Flagler County, Florida. Congratulations, Julie, for this great honor. Deputies responded to a 911 call at a Montessori school after they got reports of a suspicious person who was on the property trying to open car doors and had been throwing items over the playground fence. And when they got there, they found Julie. She was hiding from the police. She was hiding inside one of those plastic corkscrew tube slides. Can you picture it? Yes. This is worse than hiding in the pond. Yeah, that's you, right. You can't stay in the slide forever, and it's not the TARDIS. <laughs> you will not be vaporized, Julie, to another location. Um, Julie was forcibly removed from the slide, even though, of course, she struck a deputy as he tried to restrain her. She threw several playground play sets over the fence, tipped others over, and broke into a shed on the property. I do. She also tried to get into two nearby businesses through their windows. No one has any idea where Julie's Hulk-like strength came from, 
but she left a mess on the playground. And she said, the deputy said, if you batter a deputy sheriff, we promise you a visit to the Green Roof Inn, which is what they're calling county jail. Ooh, <laughs> your Florida cops are savage. Pop over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook for today's moron of the day. Do not go anywhere. We have comedian Kellen Erskine coming up. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole just in time for today's special day. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Sam Watterson, who's played D.A. Jack McCoy on Law and Order for more than 400 episodes, is leaving the NBC show. His last episode will be on February the 22nd. Tony Goldwyn, 63, is tagging in for Watterson, who is 83, and he's going to be playing the new district attorney. Watterson, who was nominated for three Emmys in the late 90s for his work on Law & Order, joined the show in its fourth season on NBC. He spent the next 16 years playing McCoy. It took a hiatus, and he returned in 2022 when Law & Order was jump-started and had that 12-year hiatus making him the longest-running cast member in the show's 23-season history. The time has come for me to move on and take Jack McCoy with me, Watterson said. There's sadness in leaving, but I'm just too curious about what's next. An actor uh, doesn't want to let himself get too comfortable in a role. I'm more grateful to you than I could possibly say. When asked about joining the comeback show, he said, well, obviously I love it. I wondered whether I had already done this and shouldn't go back, but I couldn't stand the idea of somebody else doing it and me watching from the sidelines. So I gave it a try and I'm having a wonderful time. But time does take its toll, but working keeps you going. It helps me have to have a job because you have to show up. He said, somebody is expecting things of you and you need to deliver. So it's working for me. He will that's, be missed. He yeah. will be missed. Yeah. That's I mean, that's very true. The guy, regardless of age, to have something to do is an important thing. Yeah, yeah. At 83, I like the part where he says, I don't know what's what's going to be happening, but I'm looking forward to what's next to come. Man, you're 83. You might want to sit down. Right. I mean, right. I mean right. you know. I mean, or maybe not. But, yeah. But he is, I mean, that show will be different without him because he is awesome. I do love that show. This is Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Kellen Erskine with his take on Valentine's Day. So what did you guys do for Valentine's Day? Sushi. Sushi? All right. That's cool. Woohoo, food poisoning. What else? (laughs) What's that? You studied? (laughs) It's like the saddest thing you could say. (laughs) Now no one else is going to answer because they're going to feel bad that they had plans. Anything. A date with your kids? Wow. (laughs) Let's dig into this. She's like, where are the breaks to this joke? Oh, here. Oh. <laughs> no one could say anything <laughs> at this point. I did something happy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just 
the total like genre twist to this whole show. Well, let's discuss this. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrate divorce. <laughs> Notice how no one clapped. <laughs> it's a great segue into what I had prepared. <laughs> Usually it's like, went to a restaurant, my wife wrote my wife a song, and then I'm like, oh, and here's what I did. And you're like, no, stop everything. <laughs> Next holiday. <laughs> I got robbed last Christmas. Do something with that. obstacle course. <laughs> well, here's what I did. <laughs> I understand now this isn't going to be for everyone. I'll just do the talking from now on. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of my set is just me talking about it, not even doing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I ordered my wife one of those edible arrangements fruit bouquets. Is what I'm talking about. It's cool. It's a, it's a nice thing. Well, I want to get in on that business model, because I paid seventy dollars and I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, that sounds right. It's not right. <laughs> their profit margin is probably amazing. It's fruit. What's their overhead? <laughs> like a product should cost as much as the materials plus the skill required to assemble them, right? For seventy dollars. I could buy a printer. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know how to make a printer. <laughs> Fruit bouquet, on the other hand, uh, after quick analysis, pretty easy to reverse engineer that thing. <laughs> there was maybe, like, collectively half a pineapple cut into heart shapes on sticks for uh, what I gave my wife. $70. My wife loves fruit. Next year, 70 bucks. I'm just going to give her like 40 pineapples. <laughs> that is Kellen Erskine. God, Get that great. posted up. <laughs> <laughs>
at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Click the menu tab. Look for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Happy Valentine's Day. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. My dog Finn is 10 years old and still very, very healthy. Knock on wood. He still runs like the wind when I take him to a dog park or uh, illegally out on a golf course after hours. But he started scratching a lot, and he would scratch in the middle of the night, and Mary would say, that's driving me crazy. we got to get him to the vet because he is susceptible to uh, pollen or stuff in the air, and it must be uh, spring must be around the corner because he's scratching. So I got the appointment with the vet, and we got there, and the technician you know, is looking at the computer screen and said, you know, you're going to have to come back here in about uh, probably eight weeks because he's going to be due for this. He's going to be due for that. There were two or three injections that he's going to be coming in. She said, you want to get it done today? I went, yeah, let's get it done today. So I'm going to give you uh, what was done, and then you tell me what it cost. Bottom line, okay? Okay. Uh, The first was the um, physical exam. Second was the OSHA medical waste fee, the lab heartworm thing, uh, vaccine, uh, Bortella, Bortadella oral, Bortadella, Bortadella oral, a vaccine for rabies, uh, CADI 50. I don't know what that is. The lab fecal flotation test. Boy, that's the one I bet the vet says, Hey, get the, uh, get the new tech to do that one. I'm not doing that one. Uh, the pro heart and, uh, that's it. So what was the, uh, patient, uh, fee for that for Finn? That was $743. Lamar, you're a dog owner. Uh, I'm going to say $375. I'm going to say $1,100. I feel better with uh, two of the guests. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I got close. Yeah. Yeah, you did. But you did have a lot done for that amount of money. I did. I did. But still, when here's what I'm bringing this up. And I'm not busting on the vets. The vets do a great job, and mine is fantastic. Very, very caring. Um, if I were just starting out in radio, and I'm just thinking back what I was making then, and I was hit with that bill, I would not be able to pay rent. <laughs> Let me just I tell you that um, if my husband was on life support, and there was no brain activity at all. And he was just, I mean, he was completely not an ounce of brain activity. And the doctor came to me and said, Sherry, he's gone. It's just his body being kept alive by machines. It's time to unplug him. I would say, doctor, let me try one more thing. And then I would go right up next to his head and I would lean down and I would say, Kevin, remember that time the vet said Miss Esme needed her teeth cleaned? And his eyes would snap open and he would say, $980? And it would be a miracle. I get you. Because when we left, as we were going out the door, I was told, oh, he's due for a tooth cleaning too. Yeah, he's got some tartar. That was $395 the last time. So that's like $1,000 over the course of a few weeks. Don't you dare tell Kevin that Finn can get his teeth cleaned for three ninety five because he'll have that cat in a bag and on his way to your vet. 
Okay. Because apparently what? the only way to clean Miss Esme's teeth was to um, put her under complete sedation and then fly her to Switzerland or something to have right. her teeth cleaned. It was the most outrageous thing. He is so tied up in knots about that, that I right. could bring him back to life with it or I could kill him. Like if he was teetering and the doctor said to me, Sherry, it's very important. It's very important that nothing upsets him. His heart is literally about to explode. It, it, it's a widow maker. Make sure he has no stress. Doctor leaves the room. Hey, babe, remember that time Miss Esme needed her teeth cleaned? Beep! I'm a widow. Okay? It is the most powerful piece of information I have to um, take that man out or bring him back. You got a bargain with that dog. Yeah, I feel much better. I'm glad I brought this up. I can't believe the cat cost over $900 for her teeth to be cleaned. Not um, another did, word. Did she get veneers? Kev- did she get Shh. veneers put in or what? Shh, not another word. Kevin <laughs> is upstairs on his scooter. And if he's listening to the show, I'm going to, I'm going to have to leave early to take him to the hospital. Okay. <laughs> of course she got veneers. She's on Instagram every week. I can't have right. her not having a show business smile. I think yeah, it's expensive because well they have to sedate them. And so yeah. that's, yeah. that's oh, yeah, for the part cleaning, of it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the part cleaning, of it, yeah. too. Well, the next yeah. time we take her back in, it's going to cost even more because they have to sedate her and they're going to have to sedate him. <laughs> that's the only way it's getting done. So, Bob, you've got, listen, you, you're yeah. making money on this dog. I'm making money. You're doing <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, it's yeah. Bob and Cherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Cherry app. All right, it is that time of the month. Well, not that time of the month. Because <laughs> that would not be fun. Yeah, Especially wow. here on Valentine's Day. I, I had to, because yeah. I felt Chocolate. Bob tense up. Chocolate. Like, Just oh, stop. no, God, what have Just I done? Stop. I'm yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Um, it's that yeah. time of the month where we announce our monthly teacher winner. We give a box of swag away to the teacher of the week every week. But once a month, we send a teacher courtesy of Visit Florida on a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort in Fort Myers Beach. We throw in round-trip round trip airfare and a rental car and everything. This month's winner, and it's perfect for Valentine's Day, is Laurel Dubrava, and I hope I'm saying that right, nominated by Erin Roush in Ohio. Listen to what Erin wrote. She said, I'm nominating my friend and co-worker Laurel Dubrava for the teacher trip to Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Laurel is an amazing first grade teacher whose zest for teaching and working with children is even is still alive, even with over 20 years in education. Laurel's the type of person who's not afraid to speak her mind and share opinions, yet she remains the principal's pet or whatever the equivalent is of teacher's pet because she's so good at her job. Laurel is invigorated by teaching first graders how to read. It doesn't matter what background they come from, Appalachia region here, or how high or low they are. Laurel is going to get them to be much better readers by the end of the school year when they came in. I'm the school psychologist at the school, so I can track the data and I know things. Another big reason I'm nominating Laurel for this trip is due to her constant positive and get her done attitude despite life crapping on her repeatedly. Laurel's currently a single mother raising two boys ages 14 and 11. She recently celebrated a divorce that was a long time coming. If that nightmare wasn't enough, Laurel was diagnosed with breast cancer and had a double mastectomy in the middle of all of that. She's involved in treatment, sending her into early menopause, which includes all those fun symptoms, plus major headaches. But one would never know any of this, as she seems to have tireless energy and is always the fun mom. 
Laurel's made sure to make life as normal as possible for her boys. She hosts yearly 4th of July and New Year's Eve parties, allows all the children to spend the night at her house. She's built a community of her boys' friends and their parents and is coordinating beach vacations, staying in the same beach house. There's a fun story involving her fake boob washing out in the ocean waves, resulting in a beach boob hunt, (laughs) LOL. To say Laurel is an amazing human being is an understatement. She faces adversity with courage, resilience, and humor, and is a great model for her students that she loves and cares for every day. Thank you so much, Erin, for nominating Laurel Dubrava. Laurel, you are going to Margaritaville. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Woo. I still remember my first grade teacher. Her name was Miss Lemon. And she had the brightest blonde. Like, you know, there's like all different. There's honey blonde and dirty blonde and platinum blonde. Mm -hmm. She had hair the color of a literal lemon. And her name was Miss Lemon. And I loved her (laughs) so much. She was so kind. And I I was one of those kids who struggled and kept Mm -hmm. slipping and calling her mommy instead of Miss Lemon. Like, I had a terrible time adjusting. And you would be you would be ridicule, ridiculed if you did that by your fellow students. We had a boy who did that, and I don't remember which grade it was. The teacher was uh, Miss Garvin, and I think it might have been third grade, which is you know not first grade. It's getting up there, and uh, he called her mommy, and you could hear the laughter, especially from the boys. I felt so bad for that kid. First grade, um, Bob, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure I was made fun of for calling her mommy. I am, you know, who, but my most vivid memory of first grade, and I realize now that it was set, and this is again perfect for Valentine's Day, that it was setting the template for my entire future romantic life. We would eat lunch in our classrooms. We sat at like little tables, there would be like six kids to a table. And so mm-hmm. you would have two sitting, two and two sitting across from each other, and then one and one at either end of the table. And that's how we, we would eat lunch. And we all brought our lunch from home. And we had little thermoses. And I think I had a Scooby-Doo lunchbox, you know, the, the classic, yeah. right? Classic yeah, yeah. American elementary school experience. And one of the boys at my table was named Alfred. And I only remember two things from first grade. One of them is calling Miss Lemon Mommy. And the other is Alfred opening his thermos, pouring his milk into the little plastic cup, taking a straw out of his lunch bag, sticking the straw into his nostril, blowing (laughs) bubbles in the milk, and then saying to me, you can be my girlfriend if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just described men, uh, uh, bottom line. Yeah. And can I, can I say, Alfred set the bar and it never moved to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Have you ever watched a TV show or a movie and you say, I didn't know that was so-and-so because they've disappeared into the characters so deeply, both physically and emotionally. And you just say, I'm totally amazed. I was watching Capote versus the Swans, which is the story of the author Truman Capote, who had these high society female friends in New York City in the 1950s. And he started writing about them and and giving them fake names, but everybody knew who he was writing about. And one of them was considered a murderer, although she got off. 
So the swans are at this restaurant, except for the woman who was accused as a murderer who got off. And they're having lunch with Capote. And this is the first swan that says to him, you're dead to me. And he cannot take it. He cannot take being uh, ostracized by these swans. There's a shot where they're having lunch at this fancy French restaurant. Capote is with three of the swans. And all of a sudden, there's a tracking shot of the woman that he accused of being a murderess. Veiled. And it was a woman whose name is Ann Woodward, Kansas-born showgirl who married a very rich banker. They had a tumultuous relationship, and she killed him in their Long Island home with a shotgun. Just blew him away. She said, I thought it was a burglar. I thought somebody was going to assault me, and she got off. The tracking shot of her coming toward the table. She has Elvis black hair. It's pushed up and back. Power, power hair. Credible looking dress on. And you see the faces on all of them. I didn't realize until the end of that scene, end of that uh, section of the uh, movie, that that was Demi Moore. I've never seen an actress. I've never seen a change. And she's stunning in it in that 1950s way. And she's icy. And she's mad. That one scene alone, if you get FX, is worth seeing Capote Capote versus the Swans. Demi Moore, she needs to get an award for that thing. They're all great. Diane Lane, Naomi Watts. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, go. Since it's Valentine's Day, you know, we thought it would be nice to have a beautiful, heartfelt love song from Weird Al. We've been together for so very long. But now things are changing. Oh, I wonder what's wrong. Seems you don't want me around. The passion is gone and the flames died down. I guess I lost a little bit of self-esteem. That time that you made it with the whole hockey team. You used to think I was nice Now you tell all your friends that I'm the Antichrist Oh, why did you disconnect the brakes on my car? That kind of thing is hard to Poisonous cobra 
about that song it is a perfect parody of those kind of cheesy 70s love ballads that were popular there, there was a, a, a period where there were very tender songs sung by guys with guitars and that's yeah. that's who he's parodying right there we're gonna post that up on the bob and sherry facebook happy valentine's day it's bob and sherry instant access to the podcast podcast and fun side just download the free bob and sherry app i've got some valentine's day surprise trips that you might want to do maybe next year it's a little bit late i admit but they're all sold out anyway but i just want you to know what's out there so you can plan ahead okay stevie the stevie nicks valentine's day surprise if you're going to have a plus one on Valentine's Day and you got a date, who better to go see than Stevie Nicks? And this is how mm-hmm. it works. You have drinks at the private Blade Lounge. Now, Blade is a flying club, so you have to be a member. You have to have a membership with the Blade Flying Club. But you have drinks mm-hmm. in the lounge. You and your better half will enjoy a private helicopter flight along the Manhattan skyline. Then you will land and be chauffeured in a Mercedes Maybach to the VIP entrance of the Stevie Nicks concert at the UBS Arena. You'll enjoy the Belladonna from the view of your exclusive suite, along with complimentary dinner and drinks for the duration of the show. Now, this is only $1,200 a ticket, but I don't know what it costs you to be a member of the Blade Flying Club. They didn't get into that. Right. Um, and if you're, if you're not that a member sounds, of that. That sounds, though, like let's say you were a member of whatever the Blade is, which sounds like something out of a John Wick movie, but let's say yeah. you are a member of the Blade. That's a deal. That sounds like a pretty great night, honestly. It That's really a really does. good deal. My wife would love that. Would love that. 
Now, <clears throat> there's another one at the Air Ancient Bass in Tribeca. You relax and enjoy the luxurious Velvet Love for Two package, including a massage for two with complimentary macaroons and rosé cava. Or you can bathe in romance with a Spanish Ribera del Duro red wine soak and a wine tasting with cheese. Then... Did you, you say, have, did you say a red wine soak? You're, you're in a yep, bathtub you're soaking, with red wine? You're soaking in red wine, yes. yes. Mm. And then you have a few Valentine gifts and packages to choose from. Uh, you have this quiet moment in the company of the person you love. This package starts at $397. Now, I'm sure that's the lower end of this, but $397, that's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I take a red wine soak most nights for free, so I don't know that I need to get myself. <laughs> no, the, you one have one to get in this, that. not it in you. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> now you've got the everlasting love package at the Ritz Carlton. Um, you'll be staying at the Ritz Carlton's New York Nomad location. You get dinner for two at the Bazaar, white glove service by luxury jeweler, and. Uh, a ring concierge so that you can browse some fine jewelry from the comfort of your suite. They're going to come up there and show you the rings. Now, the rings are not included, but you can shop from your room. You have a 90-minute experience in the Ritz-Carlton Spa. You get robes and some dinner. And this is twelve twenty per night. That's- I'm going to be honest. That's, that sounds like something you do if you have some side action. You're in a hotel room. Somebody's coming up to show some jewelry because you're not going to be with her for the yeah. holidays because yeah. you're going to be with your actual family and you're in a, a glamorous hotel suite. Now, if those were too cheap, there's an Empire for Two uh, exclusive dinner at the Empire State Building. It's a three-course menu with wine pairings, a tour of the Empire State Building, Access to the 86th floor roof observatory. Top your night off with a champagne toast. The Empire for Two package is available for ten thousand dollars. Hmm. When I think of the Empire State Building, I just think of businesses, not not something like that. Wow. I guess they've got. I, I'm sure they've got a restaurant up there. I mean, you know, but it's, yeah. But oh, this will yeah. Be a undoubtedly. Prime. But this yeah, is a private dinner for two in your own suite up there. $10,000. That's, so, I mean, if you have all the money in the world, that is cool. The Empire State Building is still a very cool building. Yeah, I it like is, it. It is, it is, it is. So this gives us something to plan for. All you people out there that flubbed it this year, start saving your money. Start saving, like start right now. Start saving your money. That's right. Start saving <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah. Uh, Very cool. I still, of fun, all though. of those, of all of those, uh-huh. the Stevie Nicks is still my favorite. Yes, I yes. agree. But I, I agree. But I'm, but I'm unwilling to become a professional assassin to join the Blade Club to go have drinks with Stevie <laughs> Nicks. Like, the price right. is just too high, even if the price yeah. was reasonable. It's yeah. Bob and Cherry. Can You Believe This is sponsored by Avatar, The Last Airbender, on Netflix, February 22nd. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I believe this. I believe this. 
So a couple in Minneapolis, Matt and Carrie Tesmer, were remodeling their bathroom and they were taking down a wall and they found all sorts of cool things inside that wall. Containers for medicine, glycerin, rose water, razor blades, and a bunch of old time toiletries that used to be manufactured in Minneapolis, but you know, they're gone now, they're out of business. Right. The best find of all was a pair of love letters written by the same teenage boy to two different girls. And those love letters are like a hundred years old. So the letters are signed by John B., whose nickname was Lolly, as in Lollipop. And he wrote these letters to a girl named Hazel Uh and a girl named Pauline. And both of these letters feature John B., a.k.a. Lollipop, declaring his love to each girl and asking those girls to come to a dance with him. So they read the letters again and realized, wait a minute, this guy is talking about, like, first lunch and study hall. So they figure it's a teenager somewhere between the age, high school kids, somewhere between the ages of 13 and 18. They haven't identified Lolly, Hazel, or Pauline yet, but they've made some leads. The original owner of the house that they're remodeling was named John Pavlo. And he lived in the home with his family starting in the 1920s through the 1950s. And John Pavlo had a son who was named John. So John Joseph Pavlo would have been about 17 years old at the time he lived in the house with his family. Now, the other suspect is named John Book. He was born in the 1930s, but he was a fully grown adult when he moved into the house in the 1960s. And they found some of John Book's old school homework in the attic. So he definitely was sentimental about his teenage life. And the homeowner, Carrie Tesmer, said, I would love to know the story behind this. And also, I'd love to know why the letters didn't get delivered and why they ended up in the bathroom wall. So why, why did John write the letters to Hazel and Pauline, asking them to the dance? But then he didn't mail them. And maybe, you know how old-timey houses, sometimes in the bathroom, like medicine cabinet, there's a slit where you can drop old single razor blades. You know what I'm talking about? Have you yes, ever seen that I house? Do. Yes, yes, <clears throat> I do, yes. yeah. I wonder if John wrote the letters and then kind of chickened out and um, stuffed them into that razor slit. I mean, how I else did I, they I think I know. get behind the wall? I think wall? I know the answer. I think I know the answer. The answer is... Any love letter written by a teenage boy should immediately be put in the wall, and the rest of the <laughs> and world not should delivered. never see. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year, last year, I'll tell you this happy story. A similar thing happened in New York. A woman named Dottie Carney and her husband were tearing out old walls from the house in Staten Island that they bought, and they found a stash of love letters written by a soldier in World War II named Claude Smythe to his wife Marie. And um, with the help of a TikTok investigator and a genealogy website, they were able to track down Claude and Marie's daughter who lives in Vermont 
and give her the love letters that her father wrote oh, to her mother really? during the war. Really? Tell me oh, that isn't wow. the sweetest thing ever. Those letters must have been really something to receive if you were a woman and you had a, either a boyfriend or a husband fighting the Nazis. Because, you know, they weren't calling. You, you couldn't call them. The only way they would know you're alive is they didn't get a letter typed by another soldier saying, uh, condolences, your uh, loved one has been lost. Or, you know, a letter like this. Uh, I have some letters my uh, father wrote, my, my uh, his mother, Shay Shay, my grandmother. And they're as tender as can be. It's the most tender thing I ever heard the guy say. I have all my grandparents' love letters. My darling honey balls. From some ship in the Pacific during World War II, yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Would you like to hear on Valentine's Day the most loved moments of desire in movies? Yes. You know I would. All right. Plain scene at the end of Casablanca. I agree. That should be on this. The Empire State scene from Sleepless in Seattle. The pottery scene from Ghost. It's almost a cliche though, but yes. It is. I I was I was waiting for you to say that. It has been parodied and, and made fun of and you know, used over and over again. You know, some of the parodies were funny with the clay flying all over the place and getting in their faces. The kiss in the rain from the notebook. I'm flying I'm, yeah. from Titanic. You know what, though? Can we have the kiss in the rain from Spider-Man instead of yeah. the that's notebook? The next, just that's the some, next one. Yeah. Oh, good. The yeah. ups, yeah. upside-down kiss from Spider-Man. Yeah. Speaking of Titanic... Uh, Kate Winslet was interviewed the other day. She said, when Titanic came out, my life became so chaotic, I hated it. Evidently, she couldn't go anywhere without being stopped, people asking her questions about it. She said, from that point on, I never wanted to make a really big movie again. It was too much for me. Speaking of Titanic, another scene, the car scene from Titanic. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside, Down in the hold, inside, in the cargo hold. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, to me, you are perfect scene from Love Actually. Yes, yes. The lift from Dirty Dancing. Patrick yes. Swayze, to the lift from Dirty Dancing. I, I would love to be able to have the sort of strength that could pull something like that off. I mean, that guy was just nothing but muscles. The uh, New Year's Eve monologue from When Harry Met Sally. That was good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The plain song from The Wedding Singer. Yes, yes, yes. The plain yeah. proposal from Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, Lamar I love is that. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Lamar is right. With, without a plain scene, half of all romantic comedies would get gone. Couldn't exist. Yeah. Couldn't exist. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry Podcast. Monica McDonough is a writer for the New Yorker magazine, which is sometimes called the best magazine ever written. Um, They have terrific 
uh, stories. They have great coverage of uh, various news places. And they have an article called Shouts and Murmurs. And this one I just love. She is, I think, around 28 years old, the author of this. And the title was A List of People Who Have No Business Being Younger Than Me. <laughs> Any person in possession of the following items must henceforth be older than me. Real estate, a retirement plan, one or more matching sets of bras and underwear, a couch purchased anywhere other than Facebook Marketplace, health insurance, a Costco membership, and self-actualization. The receipts <laughs> of any and all major awards, including, but not limited to, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, Pulitzer, and Nobel, hereby have to be born in the 1980s at the very least. Life coaches, therapists, and spiritual leaders must be my elders. I happen to know a thing or two about science, and even my brain is not, to use technical terms, done cooking. You youngsters barely have a prefrontal cortex to speak of. You cannot help people make sound decisions when you just acquired impulse control. People who give advice should be wrinkly or at the very least haggard. It should go without saying, but all of my present and future co-workers must be older than me. If my employer hires someone younger, people will start asking her what's hot these days, and I won't like that. <laughs> Marta in Human Resources thinks I'm hip, and that validation has been huge for me. Furthermore, I have reason to believe that my work crush is in talks to break up with his girlfriend, and I would rather not have to compete for his affection with a younger, hotter person who knows how to make a TikTok. <laughs> Anyone who is engaged to be married simply must be my senior. I only recently discovered that men are mean to me and not flirting. In fact, they're just being mean to me. Imagine the riffraff you might legally commit yourself to if you are one day younger than I currently am. Be smart and wait until you're 40 to tie the knot, or at least until I get into a serious relationship, whichever happens first. Similarly, all expecting parents have to be at least 10 years older than me. It is a matter of simple logic. I am essentially a child. I don't mean to get political, but children should not have babies. Start nice and slow with a houseplant. See if you can keep that alive. And if you do, please tell me how. I now speak directly to the people I graduated high school with. When you guys have babies, it reminds me that I am capable of having a baby, which is gross and scary. Please stop. People who take raw materials and turn them into something essential absolutely cannot be younger than me. If you are 20 and grow your own food or build canoes, and I am 28 and write silly lists, what does that say about me? How have I spent my one precious life? And finally, people who are taller than me have no business being younger. Everyone knows that taller equals older. Stop being confusing. In the event that the world's youth refuse to comply with my demands, I only ask that you do not text me a link informing me that a former classmate has gotten engaged or that a teen prodigy has taught a robot how to love. Okay, mom. And that, that's it. Is that not great? <laughs> that is so dead on. It, it's so dead on. 
And, you know, you don't have to be 50 or 60 years old to appreciate that. She's 28. And she's saying, who, who is this 23-year-old here? I remember so vividly the first person that I was friends with to get pregnant. And the feeling of like, what do you mean you're pregnant, Dawn? We are children. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot be having babies. We're not old enough to have babies. Like it was such a, I don't know if men have, men can even relate to that. It is such a strange feeling to see like your friends mm-hmm. sail past you on the river of adulthood into mm-hmm. the real complicated water. Of into the real world. A family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in the real world if you have kids or not, but the water gets a lot more churny and treacherous once you begin procreating. And seeing the first of your friends sail off into the distance to do that, that is a weird feeling. It's a marker of time. I remember, I mean, I don't have uh, the same sort of feelings that I think you're describing. I think that is a female thing. But I remember the first time, it wasn't that long ago, that I walked into the radio station we used to work for, and uh, the guy in charge, the manager, was a little younger than I am. Substantially younger than I am. But luckily, seems with weird. what I do, you know, it seemed weird, but I I think if I, if, if I did anything other than what I do, because let's face it, you know, I'm not totally out of ad- adolescence yet mentally. Um, I can deal with it just because of what I do, you know? Yeah, but it is, it's definitely weird when you're like, mm-hmm. ew, is that the new boss? Does, right. Did his mom bring he him here? I uh, know. What could he know? <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turned out, he didn't know much. So you weren't wrong yeah, about yeah, well, that. Well, that's true. That's true. It's the New Yorker it's, magazine. It's great. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. I'm having an unusual one this year, as is Lamar. Um, his wife, Carla's having surgery on her ankle later today and of course my husband is celebrating one month and five days of his insane epic rebuilding of his left leg ortho surgery and I wanted to remember the holiday you know I don't want I don't want to look back and go what year was that so this year for Valentine's Day I made him three Valentine's Day cards and I would would you like to hear them Yes. Would you like to yes. hear them? Okay. Yes. So the first one goes like this. I drew a little picture on it. And when you open it up, it says, zoom by on your scooter, you big sexy dude. But for the love of God, can you get your own food? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. And then I, I made another one and I hid them around like where he's able to sit so he could find them. And this one says, roses are red. I'm not trying to beg. But, oh, my dear Lord, please stand on that leg. And there's a little <laughs> picture of him. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little old, is it? And then there's one more. Um, because, you know, like, I, you know, we have a very traditional division of labor in this marriage. I do all the cooking because I don't want to eat Vienna sausages on saltine crackers more than never. And, um, and he does all the outside stuff because I'm allergic to this planet's atmosphere. So here's the last Valentine I made for him. And it goes like this. Roses are red. Green is the cash. 
Please hurry up and get better so you can take out the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, uh, that's my job too here. When Madison moved out of our house finally and she got her own apartment about a year or so ago, she uh, called up Mary and said, the trash fairy doesn't come here. The trash fairy never comes here. And let me just say, and again, you know, this is not a complaint. This is just a statement of fact. Um, our driveway is a, um, a steep hill. So going down the driveway with the trash can is Mr. Toad's wild ride. Because I have to right. really, like, have a grip on it. Right, Because if right. it gets away from me, that's Push a disaster. It. And it's winter time, And so if mm-hmm. there's any rain, it freezes overnight. And then it's black mm-hmm. ice on the driveway. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So I have to... When I take the trash out, I take my phone with me in case there's some sort of a calamity. He can't help me, but right. he'll at least know why I never came back. Right. But then bringing the trash cans back up at the end of the day, like pushing them, dragging them up that hill. Again, you know, people have far worse. I have lived far harder days. Right. But it's just, you know, every week with the trash can. And he's very sad about it. He feels terrible, you know. He'll say, he'll he'll say, "I'm so sorry." I'm, as I head out in the rain, I'm so sorry. I'm so, it's okay. You're, it's not your fault. It's not a burden. I'll be glad when we're through this chapter. I did something the other day, and I'm I'm not really proud. Of, I, at first, I was proud of it, and then I was not proud of it. So the dog jumped up on the bed. Uh, Mary was out and I let him jump up on the bed and she doesn't like him up on the bed that much she puts up with it but he had just been outside and uh, the sheets uh, got a little dirty because I didn't put his blanket down and she was really ticked off Um, while she was I don't know off doing something I took the sheets and I did the laundry the sheets the pillowcases uh, a couple of towels in there and then she had no idea I went into the bedroom and I made up, we have a pretty big bed. I got all the sheets just the way she likes them. I put her teddy bear here. I put her pillows up and my pillows up. I got the blankets just the way she liked it. I totally, totally got rid of any problems with it. And then she went in about uh, 30 minutes later, went in to uh, go on TikTok and sit in bed and watch TV. And I walked in and I went, can I get you anything? Waiting for, you know what? She hadn't noticed. I went in, I think, 17 times asking if she needed anything. And she never never, caught on. She never caught on. And I said, uh, how do you like those fresh? I finally, I just did it. I said, how do you like those fresh sheets? And she looked around. She said, oh, my God. You did the laundry while I was in the other. You, and you did it. It's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, don't worry. I, and then I just said, ah, it's nothing and walked out. Now, I had been in there 17 times trying to get that compliment, trying to get notice, <laughs> trying to get credit for it. And I had to reach to get the credit, which which lessens me as a person, I think. This is your just... version of Deadliest Catch. You're not out on a boat in the frozen tundra looking for tuna. You're in your living room fishing for that compliment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I did it perfectly. You know, I was very careful. The sheets fitting just right. Nice and crisp. 
I'm going to write a little Valentine for you. I am. Yeah. Give me a second. Yeah, I'll write you a little Valentine. Oh, that'd be nice. You just won't learn. You just won't learn the beauty of the good deed that you don't demand to be applauded for. <laughs> I, I like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I thought the poem would be a little bit nicer. Oh, no, that wasn't the poem. Oh, that wasn't. Poem's coming up. Yeah, poem's coming up. (laughs) It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. I'm very intrigued. Max had a special Valentine's Day. He got some unbelievable loving from a brand new woman last night. Oh, is that right? Tell everybody about it, Max. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I went to this diner because I like having breakfast for dinner. Yeah, you know, yeah. as a kid, we used to do that sort of a comfort thing for me. Sure, sure. <clears throat> so I went, I went into the diner, and I'm sitting there, and I've ordered my meal, and into the restaurant comes a woman with a great big red shirt with a big heart in the center of it, hmm. and she is clearly She's intoxicated, mm-hmm. and she is coming through the door, and she is talking loud. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> it's a restaurant full of people. Who do you think she's going to be attracted to in the restaurant first? Right at you, huh? She came right at me, mm-hmm. and apparently they knew her because she was an employee of the restaurant. Ah. Oh, so they weren't going to They weren't. Yeah, that's right. throw her out. So they she was just there for her own pleasure? She was not working? That's right. Mm-hmm. So she came in, and she came over to my booth, and she said, I'm going to kiss you. Wow. And she... With that, she plopped herself into the booth where I was uh-huh. and then tried to crane her neck around to kiss me. Wow. I was yelling, help. <laughs> A drive-by smooch. Oh, it gets it gets better. What happened then? Well, then when I rebuffed her advances there, she decided to climb in the booth behind me, at which point she commenced to lean over and start nibbling on my ear. <laughs> hey, buddy. Get out of hey, here. Hey. Wait, she went into the next booth? The one behind The him. one behind me. There was no one there? There was no one there. And then she came back and tried to uh, nibble your ear? That no, succeeded. Exactly. She succeeded. Yes. I went, oh, what's that? Oh, that's kind of, oh, no, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, there was a moment there that was like, this is kind of nice. Oh, wait a second. Wait, I don't know this person. What, what's going I on I have here? never had a stranger chewing on my ear. That would be very weird. Tongue? And then she Tongue? said, Yes, and then she. Oh my goodness! Hey, hey, it's Valentine's Day. I am not. I am not making any of this up. And in her boozy stupor, she managed to knock over a glass of water and then a glass, a bottle of beer at some point along the line. That was left by somebody else. It was left by somebody else. Then they said you have to have shoes on to be in the restaurant. So she leaves the restaurant, and I'm thinking she's not coming back. Oh no. She came back and she was wearing these incredibly high heels. <laughs> so here she was, she was boozy, drunk, and trying to walk around in these shoes because the restaurant wouldn't let her in unless she had those shoes on. Now she is slipping around on the floor. I was gonna say that because, makes it easier for a woman, high heels. Because and then she says, I'm gonna need a towel. I'm gonna need a towel. Uh oh. Oh no. Is that what we think it is? No. She didn't. Oh. She didn't do that. All right. She needed it for what was on the ground. And then she looked over at me and she says, I'm going to get you. <laughs> now, like like I say to the cat, I'm going to get you. 
<laughs> now, I know you're thinking, what's the worst part of this story? No, here's what I'm thinking. This is quite a place you're eating at. <laughs> Beer this bottles is, falling over these, this, this woman is, biting oh, your wait, ear you know and what? she this needs a towel nice, for the floor. You've been to this place. It's that I one? Love you've been to this place. place. Yeah, right, I love this right, place. So right. it's not a, no, it's not a divey place at all. It's a nice right. place. What happened then? Well, you know, the worst part of this is, I checked my phone this morning. She hasn't called yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when they do that. I have, feel so When I was sitting waiting for my food, I put my coat over my head. I was sitting in the restaurant with my coat over my head. So she couldn't get so his she ears. she could not get to me. <laughs> you do have to protect your ears these days. And there was apparently no manager on duty. There so she had is. a great big heart on her chest? Yes, she had like a, a red shirt with like this big pink heart on her chest. Was was that like she cut it out and, and taped it on or what? Oh, no, no, no. It was on the shirt. It was on the shirt. shirt. Oh, it was, okay. It was really on the shirt. So she like planned that. her night out. And then she said, I got to be at work in two hours. Wow. At the restaurant? At the restaurant. Holy so smoke. I don't know. I don't know what happened next Mm-mm-mm. because I was leaving. But what was really funny about it was she acted like she was working there and some people had come in. Mm-hmm. And so she went up to get them their menus. No, she forgot <laughs> these, that she wasn't. And these people were looking really befuddled. Because <laughs> she had no uniform on. The eyes of some of the waitresses were like saucers. I bet. I mean, they were like, <gasps> and I apparently, bet. like I said, there was no manager on duty. So. Wow. I got me some hot monkey loving on Valentine's Day. From a stranger. From a stranger. Because, you know you're going back. You know you're going back if today. She's to either see if she's mentally there. ill or really drunk. Guess who she's attracted yeah. to? It's you. You're like you're like drunken bait. Drunken crazy bait. You really are. That's quite a balance. That's that's one to remember. It is. But you know, um Unfortunately she won't. How many of us ever have a stranger? Come lunging over and nibble on our ears. Not many. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I don't, yeah. I've never met anybody but yeah, you. That's right. It makes you really special. Mm-hmm. The delousing procedure was a lot longer than you might think, though. You oh. know, if you went back and she waited on you, she wouldn't remember she one would thing. She would have no idea. She would have no idea. <laughs> I'm not sure I can go back there myself. <laughs> oh, you're going back. And that's going to hurt your feelings. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Okay, a minute ago, um, I promised Bob that I would give him a Valentine's Day poem to give to Mary today. So are you ready? Okay, get ready to write mm-hmm. this down. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also- you'll, have to do, you'll have to do the illustrating, but here we go. You're my Valentine's favorite. I could not love you more. You know how I am. I have to keep score. There you go. Yeah. Well, it rhymes. You know, it rhymes. So. You like a rhyming poem. You know yeah, how you are. Right. I do. Yeah, that's I right. do. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. Now, we we have something. I told Max I wanted to be surprised by this because this is something that Doc did. Take it away, Max. Hey, it's Doc. And if you're like me, perpetually single with no chance of ever finding love in your lifetime, this Bob and <laughs> Sherry contest is for you. Go to bobandsherry.com and click on the contest page and enter the I Love Me contest. All throughout Love Month, we'll be drawing winners to receive a me party box from Bob and Sherry, which includes things like a facial mask, comfy socks, and some delicious treats, including vanilla chocolate chip scones from the Scone Goddess and a Maine Needham's sampler. We'll also throw in a Netflix gift card in case the only person who wants to chill with you is you. Enter now at bobandsherry.com. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> well, roses are red, docks all alone. 
Can you follow him on Facebook and throw him a bone? How's that? (laughs) I just want to say, or could you just take him home? Oh, he doesn't want that, though. No, no. I guess he doesn't. Doc Doc, Doc has made his choices, and he's very much at peace with them. That was a fantastic promo. I loved it. I did. I did. And that wasn't a joke. You can actually go to our website, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, and sign up to win yourself a Me Party prize pack because we're giving away one every day for the whole month of February. And it's a leap year, which means an extra day and an extra winner. B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.